Before we start today's show, I want to invite you to join my community of SaaS founders, agency owners, and others who are sharing tips, tricks, strategies, and tactics for creating successful cold outreach campaigns. It's a free group on Facebook called Cold Outreach Mastery, and you can get there by heading over to morgandwilliams.com slash community. And if Facebook isn't your thing, but you still want valuable cold outreach advice, head on over to morgandwilliams.com slash newsletter and put in your best email to get first in line for valuable resources that I share on how you can fill your calendar with sales meetings and your pipeline with opportunities. Now, let's start today's show. My guest in today's episode is using personalized video on LinkedIn to find new customers for his lead generation agency. Video prospecting isn't what you probably think it is. You don't have to use cameras with special lenses, perfect three-point lighting, or a green screen. In fact, my guest is using his cell phone to make a quick video in one take. And the best part is he isn't spending hours shooting these videos. He's able to find the perfect balance between personalization and automation to send the same video to hundreds of prospects, but have it be perceived as one-to-one contact prospecting on LinkedIn isn't spamming if you do it the right way. In this episode, you're going to learn the right way. By the way, during this episode, my guest was traveling cross country, so you may hear some ambient noise in the background. My editor has done his best to remove the noise, so please excuse any background noise and listen to the very end to hear all the gems that my guest has to offer. What if you knew exactly how to use cold email, LinkedIn, the phone, and other sales channels to get new meetings and customers for your B2B product or service? Morgan Williams is an enterprise sales rep that's obsessed with cold outreach. If you are sick and tired of fluff, theory, and general advice on how to sell to cold prospects from people who haven't sold anything in the past 20 years and instead want detailed, tactical, step-by-step instruction, this is the podcast for you. Each week, he'll interview salespeople, consultants, and entrepreneurs about actual outbound sales campaigns they've run with real numbers and results. Each conversation will be a deep dive into deconstructing a specific campaign's results, as well as the strategy behind it. You'll get the opportunity to peek behind the curtain and see what's actually working now in cold outreach. Welcome to Outbound Metrics. Braden Wallach is the CEO of HyperSocial, an agency that creates engaging, personable marketing campaigns that result in real, targeted leads and sales. Through social media, HyperSocial brings businesses and their ideal customers together for a return on investment that has their clients coming back to them every month with higher revenues and better close rates. Braden, happy to have you on the show. Are you ready to dive in? I'm ready to dive in, Morgan. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Let's do it. How does your agency get results? Yeah, so we put a huge focus into the LinkedIn space. I come from a background of door-to-door sales for business to business. And uh, so I've kind of combined the knowledge that I have from that, combined it with the power that LinkedIn has, especially with Sales Navigator. And that's where we put our huge focus, connecting personally, individually, uh, not really running ads, just connecting person to person. Awesome. What did you sell door-to-door? I used to do, uh, it was commercial insurance for a while. And it was also commercial construction. Oh, wow. I've never heard of commercial construction door-to-door. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, I did residential door-to-door as well, but while I was doing that, I also did commercial door-to-door. Oh, com- by commercial door-to-door, you mean going into businesses. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. exactly. Exactly. Cool. Going to businesses about their roofs or whatever. 
that kind of thing for commercial construction. That builds the best sales chops out of anything I think on the planet is going door to door cold. Yeah. I think not enough people, us millennials and younger have had to really go Absolutely do that. Not. And it, they're kind of wimpy when they go about you know, sure. doing things online. They want everything kind of handed to them. But yeah, I'm, I'm thankful for that time, even though cold calling and door to door, just cold knocking sucks, especially to businesses. Yeah. When you're trying to get to a certain decision maker, not just the owner of a house, for instance. It makes it makes a man out of you. Yeah, <laughs> I guess that makes sense because Milan just came out, right? Absolutely, so. right. <laughs> what would you say makes uh, hypersocial different than its competitors? Yeah, that's a good question. What we've seen a lot. So the reason that I really got into the LinkedIn world a lot more with hypersocial, it's our main and only focus now is that I saw there was a bunch of people who were just connecting with their decision maker. And they were using that part of LinkedIn, right? But then they were just pitching. It was, hey, give me 30 minutes of your time. Hey, give me 20 minutes of your time. Right. This, 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 this. And it was just like, there's no relationship value. So every campaign that we run, every bit of messaging that we write, that we do, it's always going to say, how can we lead with value? You know, what things can we offer for free? You know, blog posts or videos or tips or templates or whatever it is that we can do to really give value. That's where we write all of our messaging. We don't try to just go through numbers. We want to go through numbers, but we also want to say, okay, if it's a good fit right now, we're going to build this relationship and say, hey, here's value. If they're a good fit right now, great. You know, now there's a short-term ROI. But then when you just build this relationship, six months down the road, 12 months down the road, a couple years down the road, they're going to come back to you and say, hey, I need what you have going on now. Because you led with value, you still keep yourself in their you know, memory. Like you don't just become mm -hmm. forgettable like every other person who does that. So that is really what we do that, separates ourselves from a lot of the competitors out there for sure. Awesome. You have a uh, productized pricing or is it custom? Yeah. Productized. We do get into some custom stuff as people work with us a while. We always start with people on one of our productized pricing models. And then as they mm -hmm. continue to build our, their trust in us and we continue to kind of grow with them, then we can talk about custom things that, you know, a lot of agencies do in terms of like websites or sales pages or funnels and all that kind of stuff we can get into. Mm -hmm. But all of our main stuff, our core offerings are all productized like it and who is your ideal customer yeah ideal customer we like to say that we really want to work with people who are going to thrive on our services not just survive mm -hmm. so not like brand new companies they're not really ready for us you know the one employee company who's doing all of the once people are clients you know managing all that side and then also managing the sales process and all that kind of stuff people have kind of built a base and then from there it's really just anybody who is b2b so anybody who offers a service or product to their businesses and it's or b2b ish where if you say we had a guy who was a client and he had online uh, fitness training and he went after c double execs so still the individuals behind a company and he was like you know we catered it around to that so mostly b2b but then also b2b ish if we can be creative with that gotcha but like not a solopreneur but a smaller team they've got their products or service figured out and they just need help building up that pipeline getting conversations yeah bigger teams as well we've got quite a few like full-on sales teams who for let's say um, one of our biggest clients is a co-working space and we're right now we're running 10 accounts for them nice. so they've got their c-level execs who are running their accounts they've got their sales team are running their accounts so it can help really speed up that process when they're ready to take things to that next level so it can anywhere from not too small but to kind of smallish and above is mm -hmm. really, really where we can work with gotcha and when you say running their accounts you mean their linkedin profiles for their LinkedIn profiles gotcha. yeah exactly yeah cool so the example we're going to talk about today like outreach example, what industry is this client in and, and who are they? 
Yeah. Do you want us to use a client or do you want us to use ours? Either one. Either. Whichever one you feel like. I'm going to go with ours because sure. we've got account managers and everything who write all the stuff for our clients and they focus on that. And I don't see that side as much, but I do see, I deal a lot with our internal sales team. So I'd love to focus there because I know those that off the top of my head and I kind of wrote for sure. everything for that. Perfect. So yeah, I forget the question. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually it was already answered because it was like, you know, what industry are you in? You know, okay. yeah. who's the who's right. going after? But for for this uh, like campaign or example in particular, was there is there a specific customer persona you're going after or anything like that? Yeah, so it, it really is going to be any of those B two B owners. So we kind of target by the industry. So the industries that we think are generally B two B, so software, um, accounting, business coaching, other marketing companies, anybody who is that is who we go after. We like to make a minimum of a certain number of employees. So for this one, we may go after the one to 10 employee companies, but really like 11 to 50 and up uh, employee companies. And then, so it started with just my account and I get to travel while I build my business. So my personal LinkedIn account is running. Every time I'm going to a new city, I know that new city's next, I'll go target those B2B owners in that city, which is super awesome. Uh, so our goal is not to see, not just to see the pretty sites, but also to see if we can close at least in one new customer in every city or town that we go to, which is, which is pretty fun. The rest of our team, so we've got four more kind of sales development, business development. Our goal with our campaigns is just to see if we can get people on a call to teach them how to do our LinkedIn outreach without us, how they can do it manually and how the process looks like and how to lead with value and you know what Sales Navigator looks like if they've never heard of that. And then from there, if they decide that they need our services, they want us to help accelerate it, they want us, you know, our team of professionals to just write all the messaging so they don't have to worry about figuring it all out and split tests and audience A versus audience B, then we could talk about it. But our goal of our campaign is just to see how we can lead with value. And we do that by getting on Zoom calls and just say, hey, what do you know about LinkedIn? How can I teach you how to do it better? And here's kind of what we do from all the stuff that we know, which is, which is super awesome. People love it. You're taking more of like offering an educational type approach or offering education with your approach and just saying, you know, if you get anything out of this, you'll at least figure out how to do what we do on your own. Right. Exactly. We'll disqualify clients right on that first call if we feel that they're too small or they're too early of a company, things like that. We'll just say, you know, you're not ready for what we can do yet, but here's some resources, you know, here's some blog posts that we've written. Here's how to go do it the best that you can. And then when you've scaled your company a little bit, then come talk to us because we can help you scale it further and faster from there. So it's really cool because it helps people who are just getting started in a way that we're not trying to take their money. We're just going to say, hey, but then we get to build them to be an ideal customer later because they've already had experience. They've already got to deal with it. They've already got to, you know, close some deals from LinkedIn and then we're just helping them accelerate it further from there. Awesome. So I want to kind of uh, like look over your shoulder as let's say you're beginning to create one of these campaigns. When, say when you're running this for your own company, you're segmenting businesses out by industry and a couple other factors. So what is it like, or what's your next step after you figured out what type of businesses you want to go after and doing those filters and sales navigator, what comes next after that? Yeah. So it's cool with ourselves and with our clients. We kind of have the same onboarding process. We do three things during that onboarding process. So number one is we nail down that those search filters, right? And number two is we're going to actually optimize their profile for them. As we're doing more actions, as people are more active on LinkedIn, people are going to come view their profile. We want to make sure that it has a purpose. We're also going to do a little bit of SEO. So when people are searching for what it is that you do on LinkedIn, they can find you. And then number three, we actually write a messaging campaign that can go out. So depending on which of our packages that you have, you'll either get like a three message follow-up to new connections or a five message follow-up to new connections. So we'll actually write out those messages. Our, 
one of our writers will, and then they'll get that through an editing process through our internal team. And then we'll send it on to the client and say, Hey, how's this messaging look? Is there anything that we can kind of tweak that you know about your industry that we don't? So that's kind of what it looks like from there. Awesome. So with those search filters, what are the filters are you going into in sales navigator? Yeah. So for ourselves, it's really just industry location, company size and title. That's the four main things that we focus on for our clients as well. If we need to get more creative from there, we can. We just hired a new client. We're going to be going after finding the accounts first. So finding the businesses first, and we want them to have a certain software that they use, um, which LinkedIn allows you to do that search companies by the you know different softwares they use, whether you use a HubSpot or a Salesforce or Shopify or whatever, you can search for those. Another search that we've got into a, a clever way of, we had a client who she only wanted to target other females. She was kind of a coach for female business, business owners. And so what we did was we actually found a whole bunch of LinkedIn groups and said, not only do they need to match all these filters, but they also need to be in one of these groups, which were all lady bosses and female entrepreneurs and female business owners sure. and things like that. And the last filter that we'll kind of use is going to be the degree of connection. You've got your first degree, which is anybody you're already connect, they're already connected with. We've got our second degree, which is connections of connections. And then we've got our third degree, which is connections of connections of connections. So depending on how active our clients been on LinkedIn before, they may not have that many connections. So we'll start with going after third degree connections in that area. Once we have a certain number of those who are now connected, well, now the second degree connection circle has opened up big time. And then we sure. put our big focus into there because we always see a much bigger connection, you know, acceptance rate if we go after second degree connections because they we've got somebody in common. It's not just some random person on LinkedIn who's sending you a request. Yeah, makes sense. You have some specific filters that you're always working with, but that you also have some that you're using just based on the business that you're working with, right? Yeah, exactly. Awesome. Everything we do is customized. And if there's clever ways that we can go about that, you know, we'll go about it. Cool. And um, second step, optimizing the profile for SEO. Can you talk a little bit about like what goes into that? Yeah. So we use a third party tool that really scores profiles and clients come in with profiles with all kinds of scores from this. And this tool, it checks out their headline, it checks out their about section, it checks out their previous work history, their education and then you know other things like recommendations or recommendations there's one more like oh your skills like having enough like endorsements on your skills so we kind of use that to help build that out but when we're talking about building it out for seo well we kind of the way that we kind of structure our headlines for our clients which is seen everywhere your face and profile picture are seen on linkedin your headline is also seen we like to sort those out as what you do what our client does and who they do it for so then when they're search, people are searching for marketing for financial advisors, well, now that's going to come up or financial advisor marketing or anything like that. And then we really get into the about section a little bit as well. We kind of do like three paragraphs or three or four sentences. So, you know, just getting those keywords in there. We don't want to just like slam it full of buzzwords or anything like that, but just getting it. So, so the goal will be if people are searching for what is that you do that, that, that they can find you, especially as you have more and more connections as you're posting more content, connecting with more people. I just said that part, but you know, <laughs> but then that you'll LinkedIn will kind of hopefully rank your profile even higher as you're getting more engagement and things like that. Awesome. Anything past headline and about section that you do specifically? Yeah. I mean, we'll, so during our onboarding process, we'll go ahead and create for them a new banner. Most, most of our clients come without banners. Uh, most people don't care about a LinkedIn banner. That's one thing. Another thing, I mean, we'll get into all of it and we'll then from what we can actually do, we always give them a new headline and we always give them a new about section and then we'll give them 
we'll also rewrite their kind of past work history because we like to relate that that past work history to how it got them to be where they are today at what mm-hmm. they're good at today. And then we'll give them suggestions on say, hey, go ask some people that you've worked with for some recommendations or go see if you can get some people to endorse more of your skills and that'll improve it from there. If there's any like degrees or uh, certifications or awards or anything like that, you know, go upload those on your profile. It'll make things look better. So we do a lot that the first few parts for them and then the rest is kind of like, we can't just do it because we don't know what awards and stuff that they've won in their life. So Awesome. What's the name of that tool you use to optimize the profile? Yeah, it's called resumeworded.com. There's a free version that anybody can have, but then there's a, we get into the, the paid version, which allows a lot more in-depth details about, it breaks down all of your five different sections that they go after, your, you know, your education, your ballot section, your work history, all that kind of stuff. And it'll break it down and say what's actually lacking. They'll say, you know, most headlines are based on this. Your headline is not that many words or it's too long or it's, you know, whatever. I mean, it really breaks that down. So yeah, resume worded is, is what it is. Awesome. And that's pretty much for LinkedIn search, right? Someone's looking through, you want their profile to elevate. Yeah. Originally, I think the tool itself is built around, you know, doing resumes for people who are job seekers, but it works the same. Like we still need our keywords to be found. We still need our profiles to have our work history and all that kind of stuff. So it works really well with what we do too. Yeah. That's an interesting way to use that. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever, if you've ever heard of it before, but it's, yeah, it's super No, cool. but that... That's interesting. I know a guy who does resumes for a living and it's really important getting through like that applicant tracking system to have those keywords in there. And it makes sense that LinkedIn works the exact same way or it's very similar to that. So definitely. Yeah, exactly. So the messaging, I know like before you mentioned, you try to put a lot of value in your messaging, have a lot of sales and marketing collateral that shows people. I first want to talk about the background that goes into like the collateral and stuff that you give people. What is your process around creating that? And do you have like a schedule around that? What types of things are you giving out to people? In terms of what we're doing internally, what we're kind of giving out? Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy, but there's no set process in place for that. When clients come to us, we kind of see what they have. If we have ideas of a blog post that we can write that we think will do really well for them, we'll offer to do that for them as well. I mean, just kind of when we get into the nitty gritty details, we figure that out. For us, actually, we don't give away too much like creative anything. Like we don't give out many sales or marketing materials. We do kind of at the end. For our messaging, the way that it works is we first, our first message that goes out to people once they've connected is just to ask them if they'd be interested. Oh, I just bit my tongue. Sorry. Uh, (laughs) If they'd be interested in attending a webinar about you know, the basics of, of LinkedIn for B2Bs, for leads and sales, how to do that. If they say yes to that, then we kind of offer it to them and say, hey, you know, here's the webinar, or I can do a one-on-one call with you instead. If you would like to, I can get on a one-on-one call, I can be built around your time, give you more in-depth information. If they don't respond to that thing about the webinar, then we'll say, then we get into a bit more of how we can, again, kind of get into the one-on-one. So no longer about the webinar, we'll just say, you know, I'd still love to get on a one-on-one call with you. I'd love to teach you hands-on show you some example searches that kind of stuff of what i think it could look like for you and how to go about utilizing that for ourselves actually for our third message that goes out again still if people haven't responded we're actually testing a kind of a cool customized video Mm. so we use something called bomb bomb not sure if you're familiar with it or if you've ever used it what is bomb bombs 
Yeah, so BombBomb is built around like video communication to replace email. So instead of just typing out long email responses or prospecting with long text out responses, just record a quick video. Mm. Um, and it's really awesome. So it's kind of just like personalized. It's more face-to-face time, which is so important in the B2B space because people are, there's not enough FaceTime anymore. It's just seeing how much we can automate through the sales funnel process. And so sure. we use it internally, not only for internal communications, for passing new clients off to account managers or to say, hey, here's this client or, you know, hey, can you write this messaging or whatever? We also use it for a lot of client facing stuff. So it is really built around like just recording a quick video instead of typing out a manual response to email. But they also have a way to like record videos and put kind of reuse that video over and over but the way that we kind of recorded our third uh, follow-up is it almost seems as if it's still a one-on-one video sure um you know we don't redo the takes over and over and over and over and make it seem super professional it's something just like this you know where i twitch my you know play with my hair you mm-hmm. know plus with my eyes or anything like that we don't do multiple takes of it we just record it once and that's what goes out and mine is like a little it's a picture of me saying glad we connected on LinkedIn or something like that. I, I drew the little LinkedIn logo and then mm-hmm. my message in there says like, Hey, how's this for a follow-up? And then they get in there and I say, you know, I know a lot of people are here to just pitch you. I'm not here to do that. I want to see if I get on a one-on-one call with you and just schedule a time for us to chat. And it has been awesome. People are just like, wow, that is the best follow-up I've ever seen. Let's get on a call, which is super cool. Nice. So that personalized follow-up, are you speaking directly to them, like using their name or you're, you're creating something how does that in the work? video in the video yeah. we're not for that okay. follow-up just because it's still we're still automating that that follow-up gotcha. process gotcha. so okay. we record that video to make it seem as if it's a one-on-one you know hey i know you haven't responded you know we connected on linkedin a few weeks ago we still haven't chatted i'm not here to sell you anything i just want to see how i can give you value in a way that seems as if i just recorded it for them in the message itself it says hey it'll say hey first name and it'll put in their first name and it'll say i bet you've never gotten a follow-up like this and then it has the video link Gotcha. So they're getting something that's just the authenticity in the video is from the fact that it's one take. It's like, there's mess ups in there, right? Like it just, it is what it is. Exactly. Yeah. We're kind of customizing the actually handwritten messages part, but then whenever people follow up with us or follow up with our clients, once people respond, that's where we let our clients take over. That's also where we let our sales people take over. So once they say for us, for example, they say yes to the webinar, we're going to send an individualized message back. So there's no like automated message that goes out depending on what they say. It's just, hey, here, customize it. So sometimes we'll record a quick bomb bomb video and say, hey, Brian, glad we connected. You know, I'm glad you're interested in that webinar. I'd love to schedule a time with you, blah, 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 or something like that. I've done some kind of crazy stuff with it. You know, one guy, his, his name was sly fox or something like that on linkedin and i was like there's no way that's his real name so i had a little whiteboard next to me and the thumbnail was like hey and i I wrote out sly fox i said or whatever your real name is and i followed up with him that way so we use it automatically and that's how the genuine part is is we're just doing one take but then we also use it to follow up manually and individually once people have responded to us It feels like what's happening now with LinkedIn is that there's a lot of saturation of automated messages. And when someone's looking at their inbox at the message, like the first thing that they maybe consciously or subconsciously thinking about is like, is this a real person or is this just an automation? I feel like for people who get maybe get prospected a lot because of their title or company. So you're coming through this authenticity, this like human to human authenticity to get in that A pile rather than the B pile and get a response from somebody. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I had a, it's funny. I had a follow-up call with somebody who that my, one of my 
development team had targeted and she offered them the same thing just to teach them about linkedin and we ended up getting on that second call to kind of get him into being a customer and he said there's only two messages that i've i've ever responded to on linkedin and one of them is this well we got into it a little bit more and turned out the other message that he had responded to was another client of ours so it was actually <laughs> us twice and he was like this is the, these are the only two on the a-list and he was mind blown when he found out that it wasn't that client sending them individual messages it was actually us doing what it is that we do wow yeah that was really cool like testimonial to me like what sure. we're doing is right sure absolutely a great validation for your process. So messages like one and two, um, I know your campaigns have three to five steps and, for, and also how far apart are one and two? Yeah, so we'll send one very much. We change it a little bit here and there depending on the client, but generally when somebody connects, so let's say they connect today, two to three days from today, they'll get message one. For us, it's just two days. Uh, two days, they'll get the message about the webinar. If they don't respond to that, about five days from today, they'll get message two which is the one that's more about the individualized call. If they don't respond to that one, then about 11 or 12 days from today, they'll get message three, which is that individualized video that we send as that follow-up. So that is, that is the third message there. And then our fourth message will go out 30 days from today. And then our fifth message will go out about 60 or 70 days from today. Usually those are just like, hey, it's crazy that we connected forever ago and we still haven't got a chance to chat. Um, it's just kind of a follow-up message to say, hey, we're still here, still would love to, to talk to you. That's what the timeline looks like. So messages can go out up to 60, 70, 75 days after connection until somebody responds. And at that point, we're going to write them off. <laughs> say, all yeah. right, screw you. <laughs> sure. <laughs> in the, uh, yeah, at that point, it's, it's like they're probably not going to respond. Okay. So in those messages three and four, those are videos too, or, or three, four, and five, those are all videos? Just message three is a video okay. for our internal team. Message four, message five are just going to be short little texts. You know, some of the, they're, like max, like 50 words, even 60, 60, 70 words at the max. It's just really short. Just, Hey, I'm still here. Just getting ourselves back to the top of their inbox. You know, if there's somebody who's been targeted a lot, well, there are messages are going to get pushed down and they may have meant to respond to message three. We've seen a lot of that with ourselves and with our clients. Hey, thanks for reaching back out. Thanks for following up. I totally meant to respond to you after let your last message, but I've just been super busy. So it's kind of a way of, you know, popping back up. Gotcha. Are you directing things back towards that webinar for subsequent messages? Yeah. Or are you just, you kind of just like, Hey, you know, want to yeah, follow up. we've seen that people are lazy in yeah. terms of like, some people just like want to just send their calendar link, right? So their calendar link to schedule right. an appointment and they just send that out. Well, when you do that, like you're putting now all of the work needs to be on that prospect to be able to schedule a call with you. Right. So instead what, what we'll do is we'll say, you know, would you like to chat or anything like that? And then we get into like, if they say yes, then we'll say like, okay, what about Wednesday afternoon or Thursday morning? You know, kind of give them breakdowns. Don't make them do the work to schedule. Just do areas of time. And generally they'll say, yeah, Thursday afternoon. All they have to do to be able to schedule with you is just respond to your messages. And then we'll say, okay, they say Thursday afternoon works. Great. What about 3 p.m. Thursday? They say yes. You say awesome. Send me your email. I'll send you over a calendar invite. Just makes the, takes the scheduling off of their plate. And also people just think they're way busier than they are. Like when you say, you know, what's your availability look like? People are just like, oh, I don't know. I'm pretty slammed for the next, yeah. you know, four months. And you're like, you have nothing on your calendar. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. So if you just break it down for them and do that process for them, it makes scheduling so much easier. Gotcha. So we never really just like say, hey, go schedule to the webinar, go to the webinar yourself. Just like, hey, would you be interested in it? In it I can get you enrolled in it or I can get you access to it or, or whatever it is. Is that a live webinar you're doing? Is that recorded? Yeah. So right now we're doing live. 
Okay. Um, soon we're going to start to the evergreen webinars and see if we can get to the recorded ones and things like that. But for right now, it's live and it's going to be live. We don't do them that often, once every two weeks or once a week, depending on what we're feeling. So, Are you putting those people who attend the webinar into like a separate email list that you're also marketing to? Yeah. We need to automate more of our business. We've gotten, like you said, when you introduced is just like, you know, human aspect. Well, we're really into the human aspect. Sure. So right now after, if somebody goes on the webinar and that's, let's say from one of my business development people's account, if they hop on my webinar, well, I want those people to, I want my team now reach out and say, Hey, let's schedule a call from there. So we can make sure that they're getting a, that next call with the person who they should be assigned to, you know, for our, our, commission and sales sake, of course. So, but then, yeah, we do put them into a different list. We actually need to get better about doing more with our different lists right now. Everything, we close at such a good percentage at the moment of people who just get on those one-on-one calls with us that we haven't had time to work on our list because we're scaling so quickly at the moment. Awesome. Well, that's good. I mean, it's working. So yeah, you know, hard to complain too much. There's a lot of automation out there. So I'm sure it's refreshing for your clients to come across someone who's taking the time to put that human touch on it, that people respond to. Right. Yeah, exactly. And if they see our clients. Yeah. And if they see that you're doing that to prospect them, they're going to expect, you know, Hey, they're putting this time and effort into their outreach. They're going to do the same for me. Just makes sense. Exactly. So before we get to like the results of a typical campaign you run, you're running three to five messages. Only the third one is a video. The other one's number one, connecting two to three days later, you are offering for them to attend a webinar and also offering a one-on-one call. Number two is the, just a text follow-up. Number three is the personalized video, uh, individualized video. Number four, yep. number five are kind of just like bumping, uh, yep. bumping things back. Yeah, awesome. exactly. Very simple. I like it. Simple and effective. Can yeah. Yeah. Awesome. What are the type of like results, KPIs or metrics that you look at and what do you get from your campaigns usually? Yeah. So as marketing as this answer is, it very much does depend on our client. Um, you know, sure. some clients are selling a hundred dollar a month service compared to some clients who what their price point is going to be for a year is, you know, 250 K or, you know, mm-hmm. even, even more than that. So the KPIs very much depend. So what, so we always have our clients agree to working with us for three months during that first month, our goal is to just maximize that connection ratio. So of every hundred connection requests we send, we want to make sure that they're getting the most amount of connections possible. So we'll test things like the title or the headline and also the actual connection request message that we're sending out. From there, our goal is to get the maximum number of responses total. So the more connections we have, now seeing what percentage we can get of people that actually respond to our messaging. And then our third thing that we work on from there is gonna be see how many of those are actually interested in whatever our call to action is. You know, how many people for our clients wanna get on a consultation call or a prospecting call or have responded and said, yeah, I want your SEO audit. And then yeah, our, our results really do vary. And once it's taken off of LinkedIn, we don't really have that, we kind of lose visibility, right? So it's up to our clients to up their CRMs that we integrate with and say, yeah, I closed this client at $5,000 a month. So our KPIs kind of stop at once it's taken off of LinkedIn. We track leads, you know, we scroll through all the messages they received, say, how many leads did you get this week? We'll add on top of the total that they got for the last few weeks. People said they wanted to attend the webinar or attend the one-on-one call or whatever it is that we're doing for our clients. Mm -hmm. And then the total number of connections and the connection rate. And I think that's, yeah, I think that's it. And if our clients keep up with their, you know, actual closing of the ROI, then that's even better. And they get to know every 
$500 or whatever that I'm spending with HyperSocial, I'm getting this, this amount back of, you know, LTV. This is great. So. Awesome. So let's say like for you guys, you're looking at your connections, connection rate, responses, call to action. What would you say is a, not even necessarily an average, but what like percentages do you get at each step? What does that look like for you guys? Yeah. I need to get more into the analytics of looking at how many people are responding to message one, how many people are responding to message two and message three, et cetera, et cetera, and see what those numbers actually look like. In terms of like our team right now is probably scheduled individually. So every, every day we're sending out about a hundred connection requests a day, about 25 of those will accept. Our team is scheduling about anywhere between 10 and 20 of those first calls, kind of those one-on-one individual calls every single week, which is pretty awesome. So 10 yeah. to 20 about, so we have a two-part sales process. Our sales development team is not allowed to get anybody's money on that first call. I make kind of the final decision. I want to make sure that people that we're working with have this, that we are going to be able to get them the results that they want. And we're going to be able to build this long-term relation. So of those 10 to 20 a week, I'll say about 50, 60% of those will schedule that second follow-up call. And then from there, we'll probably close about 60 to 75% of those. Maybe if we take into account of like just not people that are qualified, it's people that I just turn away, we're probably closing around 80, 90% of that second call, which is pretty awesome. That's incredible. What would you attribute to the high close rate like that? Yeah, it's pretty interesting. I hired a guy to help us with our sales processes because I've always been a sales guy myself, but never a process guy. Mm -hmm. And it really is just like, the whole step of the process, they never feel sold. So on that first call, when our team is getting on with them, they're there to teach them about LinkedIn. They're not there to, you know, they'll get into our services. It's a really natural turn and say, you know, here's kind of what we do. Here's how we do it. You know, here's some things I recommend from stuff that we've done. And it naturally turns into, you know, what's your pricing look like, blah, blah, blah. But we don't allow them. What we say is I want to schedule a follow-up call next week. And I want to get on with Braden. I'm going to tell, you know, he's our CEO. He makes all the final decisions. I'm going to tell him about you. And he's going to say whether we think you're qualified or not which is great because if they're qualified, then we're kind of saying yes. So if you, one, it makes them, I guess, on a psychology side, it makes them feel like they need to really position themselves well and say, I want to be qualified for, to work with hypersocial. Number two, they just know that we're not going to sell them if we don't think that we can get them results. If we don't think that they're ready for it, or if we don't think that their audience or niche or whatever it is that they're doing is right, we'll tell them no. And when they get the yes, that's huge for them. So that's what makes that, such a high close rate is really just everything we do. It's just value. And there is no high pressure sales. Is this a good fit for you? Yeah. Any questions I can answer? Cool. Here's why I think you're a good fit for us. If, if I am saying yes, and they're like, okay, let's get started. It's super awesome. Awesome. So in that first call, what types of things are they showing them? Can you share that? Yeah. They'll get on sales navigator and show them some like example searches. So they'll start to, you know, our team will ask them questions. Who's the decision makers at the companies that you work with is it the CEO is it the owner do you work with certain company size blah, blah blah and they'll say okay you're in you know let's say our person's in Cincinnati they'll do that search and show them kind of the total number of people that are in their location in with those search parameters so it's not like a full in-depth search but it gives them the basics and then mm-hmm. they'll show them all those results and it's hilarious and people we get into this people are like oh my gosh like I know that person. I know that person. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a client of mine. They're like, okay, yeah, this is the right ideal target audience. And then we show them how they can connect with them all day, every day. We show them how to save searches. And sometimes we'll get into profile optimization as well. Some like profile suggestions, but really just saying, here's how to go through and connect to those people every single day. And, uh, you know, we share stories of people who have done it manually 
I like to share the one of my dad. He did it manually for three days, texted me three days later. I was like, this is the best thing I've ever done. And this is the worst thing I've ever done. Cause he had like eight scheduled tours of his office building. And then, oh, but he nice. was like, I've got way better stuff to do than just manually do this. So we're just teach them how to kind of manually do it and say, you know, here's how to follow up. Here's how can you give value? You know, don't just go in and just try to sell these people. See if you can give them value and build a relationship and ask questions first. So that is really what that first call is. And then we'll say, you can send out up to 100 connection requests a day according to LinkedIn's kind of limits, you know, with Sales Navigator. What we do is we do that for you. We'll find your ideal target audience. We'll send up to 100 connection requests every single day. And we'll actually follow up with them automatically in this way that is give value and build those relationships for you. So now your time is just spent on those who are qualified because you're a busy business owner. You know, you've got whatever you're doing or you're, you know, you've got all your sales calls or whatever they need to do as well. So let's let you spend less time in LinkedIn where you already know the value of LinkedIn, but let, let us do it for you. Awesome. I just heard this recently too. It's like when you're selling a service, like showing people exactly what you're doing and that entire process is it builds a lot of trust because with services there's always a question of quality and there's always like, we're not always, but a lot of times there's this black box type thing where it's like, okay, I'm putting in money and you guys are doing something and then I'm supposed to get this result. But you guys are just like, no, this is everything that we're doing. We're showing you exactly what we're doing. If you don't want to spend your time doing this, right? Like your dad, you know, you can pay us to do this. So you've got, exactly, exactly. Uh, yeah. And yeah, we're, we're opening it up for them to be able to do it. If they just want to do it themselves, great. Well, now we hope that we can help them make money. But there's nothing secret behind the scenes. Um, you know, we do have a software that will go out and do the connections automatically. Mm-hmm. But that's not even our biggest selling point. Our selling point is kind of our team. Yeah, you can automate it. Yeah, we can scale it. But our team is the experts. Like you don't have to worry about figuring out how it all works and figuring out what kinds of messages work and how to get the best connection rate and all that kind of stuff. We have a bunch of LinkedIn data. So not only are you just are we able to do more than you're able to do as an individual, we're able to do it more consistently. And we're just going to do it in ways that we already know that work. Awesome. And those... 10 to 20 calls a week you're getting. Those are from salespeople sending out a hundred connection requests a day. And out of those 100 a day, 25 accept per day. And that generates the 25 or 10 to 20 calls per week, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. And gotcha. sometimes it's been higher. You know, we've scheduled as many as 30 in a week before. Occasionally it's a little bit lower. If it's just a, I don't know, bad clump of people, I guess. But yeah, generally the 10 to 20 is the average. And that's just from us using our own services to teach people about how to use, you know, LinkedIn. We only use, we don't do any paid ads of any kind. We don't do any Google AdWords, any Facebook ads, anything like that. We just use this service and our methodology in the same way that we do for our clients. All right. Educating and getting results. You can check him out at Braden Wallach. His LinkedIn page is linkedin.com slash I-N slash B-R-A-D-E-N-W-A-L-L-A-K-E. Braden, pleasure having you on. Hey, Morgan. Thanks for having me, dude. This has been fun. Awesome. Awesome. I appreciate it. You have a good one. Yeah, you as well. Thanks so much. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye. Braden has one of the simplest and effective approaches to LinkedIn that I've ever seen. This stuff doesn't have to be hard. A clear customer profile, offer, and message is half the battle. Look, if you have questions about this episode, ideas on what could be better, or even a suggestion on what I should talk about next, please send me an email to morgan at morgandwilliams.com. That's M-O-R-G-A-N at M-O-R-G-A-N-D as in David, W-I-L-L-I-A-M-S.com. Thanks for listening.